Welcome to the Checklist Podcast. Listen in to find out what I learned this week and how it could possibly help you. Hi, welcome to the fourth episode of the podcast. The last one went a little too long, so I'm going to try to like make this a little shorter because uh, Anyway, I tried to do so many things and it was just such a rich topic that I couldn't really, you know, make it short. But I'm going to keep this uh, tight. And today, well, before that, I'm going to, I guess, share a little bit of what I'm into lately. Not like as long as the last one, but what am I into? Lately, I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos on just like plots of movies and TV shows and like how labo and how illogical and how crappy some of it is like firing the plot of i don't know camp rock or the plot of bridgerton which i actually like i've been reading the book lately i just got a kindle i've been borrowing a kindle and so i've been reading books lately yay for me because i haven't done that in a while and i find it so hard to focus on a book because all the other things that i have to do come flooding in so That's sort of what I've been into. What I'm going to talk about tonight, I did a poll on Instagram stories and it was a question between the two books that I've been reading, apart from the fiction one, which is one, it's Beyond Order by Jordan Peterson, which I talked about, like, I think the first episode and the second episode. And the other book that I've been reading that I got for my birthday is this book called The Book of Ichigo Ichi. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but it's the art of making the most of every moment the Japanese way. So a lot of people voted that they wanted this topic and I think it's just very telling. I, a friend of mine was, I was on a meet, I was in a meeting with her and she was hosting a couple of webinars and the most viewed webinar that she had was like about this happiness coach. She was interviewing this happiness coach and so many people tuned in and I guess it just talks about the state of where we are right now where we're all looking for some sort of happiness not even like a lasting joy but just the little things that we can you know look forward to that's positive we really cling on to it because it's so hard especially here in the Philippines where it's the third round of the lockdown na like season 3 na ng ECQ and ampalpak pa rin talaga it's really depressing for any what business owner or for anyone who is student or whatever state you're in actually it's just a pretty depressing situation and so i wanted to talk about this which seems a little i don't know not controversial but it just seems like a funny concept to look for something positive or to live in the present when your present isn't really ideal and i've been struggling with that myself um lately over the last week my schedule with gab has been completely limited in a sense where even though we're in the same room my waking hour up until like the end of my day which ends at you know past nine na, it's non-stop it's like meeting after meeting after task after meeting after this um and like every weeknight is like a social event whether it's um whether it's like a bible study or an org or a skill thing or something i'm studying like it's been so packed only because we're also just like gunning for our lives trying to survive the pandemic trying to make money even in this pandemic and trying to make a living well more than a living and so gab has been doing the same thing 
um, we're both sort of focused on different complementing things. So for example, with the restaurant and with other brands that I'm building, I'm more focused on long-term, stable, but small incremental progress. And I tasked him to be in charge of like the short-term progress or like parang, uh, I guess like incidental, like explosive growth. For example, on his end, let's say like it's crypto or stocks or parang making a sale. So it's more short-term, but it's not as stable because it's a case-to-case basis. So I feel like with that, we both complement each other. Now we get to diversify our portfolio or like cover all bases. Now we're building two things that would help each other out. So yeah, that's a tip, I guess. If you if you have a partner or a fr- best friend or a family member that you want to build with, I think combining the two where one is focused on long-term stable incremental growth and it may be slower, but it is stable versus something that's explosive. Like, you know, when you need capital or you suddenly need, you need like a lot of cash for like investment or something. Short-term quick growth if you need like quick money or at least you know it wouldn't take years for something to bear fruit someone focuses on the short-term one i mean assess it based on your skills but i'm getting ahead or i'm actually deviating from the topic let me go back to the book ichigo ichi is i'm reading it as like lychee i would go to the definition first so the definition i just clipped it over here where is it? So as the well-known saying goes, you only live once. Actually, to caution, I don't mean like YOLO. Huh? This is not, I'm not focusing on YOLO in this topic. This is not about YOLO. I just feel like I need to make that apparent. Ichigo Ichi is a clear invitation to now or never. Since though we may manage to, I'm a silent my phone. Though we may manage to live many years, every meeting has a unique essence and will never be repeated. Perhaps we'll run into the same people in the same place again, but we'll be older. Our situation and our humor will be distinct. We'll be carrying the weight of other priorities and other experiences. The universe is in a constant state of flux, and so are we. That's why nothing will ever happen again in the same way. Basically, like the entire book is about different concepts and different Japanese concepts, talking about how now is important. I don't know if you ever came across the book, The Power of Now, but I think my heart something. But it was also harnessing the power of the present. The thing that I just wanted to focus on with this particular episode is just how do you focus on the present and how do you find something to savor in the now if the present sucks? (laughs) Like, I think that's something that uh, would be really like helpful to anyone going through what's happening right now. Like the issues I'm personally facing in terms of being present, I don't have as much problem being present pala. Because I don't know if what kind of person you are, but when you get a text message or a message on your phone or an email or something, do you respond right away? Or do you schedule a time to respond? Like for example, I get so many notifications from TikTok or like from Instagram, whether it's a mention or a comment or an email with someone reaching out and that's just like you know the social media side of like what i'm doing but apart from that like there's work i have constant notifications of messages and group chats and whether it's with my suppliers or employees and apart from that it's like my friends and 
like what they're updating in the group chat and like people personally messaging me and of course random calls and at the same time of course updates from my family and there's just and the orgs and it's just a huge thing <laughs> it's a huge um array of notifications calls everything just coming at my face as soon as what like the day clocks in and the problem with that is i used to be so overwhelmed because i used to answer every single thing so as soon as i get it i, I answer it na agad because i don't want to respond late um but i just found it so unhealthy to respond to everything every single second every single time especially with me where i have a problem with focusing it wasn't helping me at all it was derailing me from you know doing what i have to do and of course they say ah oh, then you have to wake up earlier than everybody else um you have to wake up at like parang mga 5 a.m or 4 a.m and you have that deep work hour of parang 5 to 7 or 5 to 8 and whatever but by the time nine o'clock comes in and office hours comes in you're available to respond to everything else which is great that is awesome if you can do that but um I don't sort of completely agree with it. Like for me, I'm actually best, and I think my dad is similar. I think I got it from him. I am best when I am present. Meaning, if I'm with you face to face, if I have a meeting with you, whether it's virtual or whatever, when I give you my time, my time is focused on you. I try to drown out everything else. And it's because I value what's in front of me. Not what's coming from my phone, not what's, you know, happening on the internet or not whatever opportunity is trying to call me or, you know, look for me. Because I need to focus on the present. It allows me to really engage and listen and, uh, like, understand what's going on and observe things outside of what's on my phone. Like, our immediate tendency is to just, like, jump on our phones whenever we have free time, but... I'm actually trying to make it a conscious practice that when I go down um, from my office to the restaurant, I don't bring my phone. Why? I just do a walkthrough. I go around. I look for things to either compliment or to to call out uh, something to need to improve on. I also give that time to be able to check on my staff, whether whoever I come across or individually. And it's been so helpful. So I encourage you, like, if you have trouble trouble focusing, I don't know, I never felt like Unless it's urgent, I never felt the need to reply like right away. It's so I find it so unhealthy to have to respond to every single thing. It's really interrupting whatever you're doing at the moment or whoever you're talking to. I find it, although I am guilty of that, sometimes I do it, especially it's so easy to do it in Zoom meetings and like in video calls because I feel like oh, I'm going to be more efficient. I'm going to check my phone, check messages or respond to certain things. But it's also a habit I'm trying to kick. I'm not completely devoid of it, but... As much as possible, especially when it's face-to-face, I make sure not to have my phone with me. To get back again on topic, in line with the book, uh, the next chapter was about the beauty of impermanence. I'm not going to go into all the stories because it's a lot. But for me personally, I always, I guess, appreciated the beauty of something that's not permanent. Whenever it came to, let's say, relationships, for example... I sort of knew that things weren't gonna last or like if I dated someone I already had it in my mind that it wasn't gonna last like forever or the situation or the season or the feeling wasn't gonna last forever and that's why I always had it in mind to appreciate whatever I had 
with the person or with whatever is happening or whether it's with friends or whether it's an opportunity or something that you know would never happen again like i always had that in mind it would never happen again and so in the middle of what's happening especially when i can particularly remember a positive or a negative moment i would sort of take myself out there and like try to see myself from a third person point of view and just like hey remember this like like put a bookmark on it or highlight it in your head in your mental book but remember this because this is never gonna happen again so whether it's something that's bringing me down i try to think about it from a bigger perspective okay you're really like down right now but this will pass and whether it's really good I also think about it in that way, and apparently this will pass. And so I guess, I don't know, maybe it's like the cancer sun in me that I tend to romanticize a lot of moments because it's never going to happen again. So I never really had an issue with this, but I think a lot of people have a tendency to not even remember certain memories or remember certain things or, you know, they tend to forget certain experiences or they only focus on the negative ones, let's say that they forget to note down the positive things. Like, I think that's why also a lot of people are getting into journaling or like a gratitude journal or like, because they need some markers to remember what went well and what didn't. And it helps anchor us in a way to make mental effort or even the physical effort to write these things down because it does help. It does help make us look at life from an, um, a close perspective and a farther perspective. You need to be able to do both. You need to see the details of your life, but also understand that it is a detail or it's just a day or it's just an hour or a minute or a second. But you have to also be able to zoom out and see the entirety of how your life has been progressing. Um, have you been progressing? Have you been uh, regressing? Or like, I think that side that type of self-awareness is really, really essential in understanding and enjoying the present. So if that sounds good to you, then here are the eight Zen lessons for an Ichigo Ichi life. So the teachings of this Japanese version of Buddhism gives us many opportunities to incorporate Ichigo Ichi into our daily lives. First, just sit and see what happens. Our, our short-sightedness often causes us to look far away in space and time for what's really right for us. Zen teaches us to simply sit and embrace the moment with no further ambitions than this. If we are with other people, we celebrate their company as a gift. I think that's pretty straightforward. Sometimes you don't have to keep looking for like what's next. And it's pretty hard for me to do that as well. But when you're able to take yourself out of, you know, and you just let go and like you're completely in the moment. I think it's that feeling if you don't know how to harness it it's like that feeling when you're engrossed in an episode or a movie but apply that to like life or what the situation that you're with like maybe it's a great night with your friends or a great conversation where you're just completely focused on the present and you you're just able to sit calmly and see what happens without trying to control it or trying to um manipulate the situation or trying to like oh my gosh what's gonna happen next after this like i think Again, back to relationships, all of my lessons are just coming back from that. But it's, you know, like instead of being able to enjoy the date, let's say a first date. I had that tendency to to the second date. Oh my gosh, I'm second, I'm third, I'm fourth. Could we possibly get into a relationship or would it lead to something more? And although 
again as much as you tr- as much as you, as you can't help but do that you need to be able to just oh my gosh can we just like enjoy the first date first second savor this moment as if it were your last breath you can only live one day at a time and no one can be certain that they will wake up the next morning so let's not postpone happiness the best moment of your life is always this one and I don't know, it's pretty easy for me to absorb this. Not from like a YOLO perspective, but just in a sense where, for example, um, I guess previous generation or maybe some people in our generation but now, like, you know how Filipinos, they tend to put like plastic over their couches or they don't like completely unwrap, I don't know, the TV, they don't jump in sticker or, for example, they only save their best jewelry for special occasions or certain china or certain um, dining utensils for certain occasions for me i don't know when it kicked in but in my early 20s i just said parang i'm gonna wear like my best stuff today like i'm gonna enjoy it even if it's an ordinary day i'm gonna enjoy my watch my ring i'm gonna enjoy um my outfit even if there's like no special occasion because why do i have to wait for something big or why do i have to wait for some special event to do something like i could do it right now i can enjoy it in my daily life right now so even in like during the pandemic i would sort of dress up or like fix my face and i didn't need an occasion to go out to enjoy my day or myself or my own company so that's something because the be- again the best moment of your life is always this one wherever you're present you can make it the best part of your day it really is a conscious effort though i'm not saying it's easy it's something that not a lot of people can easily get to it took me a while as well especially if you have like mental health issues it's not as easy as one two three takes a lot of work takes a lot of counseling it takes a lot of um perspective and progress to get to that point where it's easy for you to recognize what's good and not get too anxious or depressed about a certain situation so um i have gone through my own episodes and it really is a conscious effort i think that's why they advise meditation because it trains your brain literally to learn to focus learn to what to focus on and i think it's just something really worth considering three avoid distractions an old proverb an old proverb says that a hunter who takes aim at two prey at once will kill none the same thing happens when we try to follow a conversation or read a book at the same time as checking our phone zen teaches us to do one thing at a time as if it were the most important thing in the world if you do it that way it undoubtedly will be and I think anyone who's read a productivity book um, or, you know, listened to a talk or anything, like, your focus will really determine where you will go in life. And I believe that. Um, because where your focus is is where your energy will go. And it's like the white, ele- it's like the elephant in the room. If I, I'll tell you not to think of an elephant, you'll think of an elephant because that's where your focus is. Or, parang, does that make sense? But you have to find a way to avoid distractions. For me, practically, I don't check all my messages at the same time. I don't open everything all at the same time. 
let it pass. One thing I thought, one thing I thought, one thing, one thing, nawala na yung, wala na, sabaw na ako. One thing I learned during meditation is that you actually don't block your thoughts. You're not supposed to like, oh my gosh, something's trying to come in. Like, you, nah, you like panic and you're like, oh, like you're, you're, I don't know, swatting it away like a fly. That's not how you focus. You focus by, okay, the visual that they use was, it's like sitting on a bench in front of a road and you're watching cars pass. You're not necessarily like telling the cars not to pass, like, it's more of let the car pass, acknowledge that it passed, and let it pass. Don't like, oh my gosh, it passed, and I'm still thinking about like that red car that passed by. You actually let the thought pass, but you just choose to go back to focusing on, let's say, the bakery in front of you. Um, you see the green car pass, but again, once the green car passes, you go back to focusing on the bakery in front of you. Bakery because I'm hungry and it's midnight and I'm craving food. But try to avoid distractions. Um, choose the people you're going to spend your energy on. For example, for me, for TikTok, I don't respond to every single comment anymore because it's going to drive me crazy and it's going to drain my energy. Uh, as much as possible, sometimes it's good to understand like what's going on with the world and like you know know the news. It's definitely essential to understand what's going on and to be alert. But try not to dive into the black hole of listening to the news every day. Like, the most important things will pop up at some point. And you don't need to tune into the news every day because it is really freaking depressing. Number four, free yourself from everything that isn't essential. One can recognize an expert traveler more by what they leave at home than what they carry in their suitcase. Life is a thrilling adventure through which it's best to travel light. So if every day, whenever you feel overburdened, ask yourself, what can I let go of? I completely agree with this. I am the kind of person when I travel, I pack everything because I want options. Whenever I travel from Manila to Angeles, I bring too way too many things. But it's been a conscious practice for me to like lessen what I bring to make it essential because I actually end up bringing a big bag thinking I'm going to use all these things when I'm in Manila, but I never actually end up using them. And so seeing that pattern, I'm seeing, okay, I don't actually use this. I don't use this. I don't use this. So I don't bring it anymore or I don't use it. Even with my place, I initially brought so many things to my office slash bedroom and now I'm in the process of taking things out because I only want to leave what's essential and what I actually use on a day-to-day -day basis. So this is like the Marie Kondo way of like free yourself from what isn't essential and I think that's pretty self-explanatory. Number five, be your own friend. Rather than comparing yourself to others and worrying about what other people think, assume that, are, that you are unique in the world. As the celloist Pao Casals, Pablo Casals said in a poem written for children, you are a miracle and there has never been nor will there ever be anyone like you. I agree. Be your own friend, be your own cheerleader, be your own motivator. But at the same time, be careful not to fall into just, you know, vanity. That is not the goal of being your own friend. What I am particularly saying is, especially now with social contact, being so far and in between and you being with yourself most of the time because, you know, the schedule just sucks. Try to be your own friend. I don't have any practical thing to think of right now that could apply, but it's more of 
take the time to spend time with yourself read a book take an hour take a couple of minutes just to like give yourself some i don't know give yourself a break uh like you may not you may get caught up in trying to survive but if you don't take the time to also pay attention to what you need mentally spiritually emotionally socially physically whatever that is uh you will burn out and a lot of people have been burning out real fast because they forget to take care of themselves sometimes it's just like a quick shower or like a, a, a skincare routine or something or you know cooking for yourself that's why i really enjoy cooking because it forces me not to you know be on my phone i mean all of, let's say as much as possible of course i end up watching something sometimes but i would rather like have music playing in the background while i'm cooking because i get to just enjoy the moment and relish those little rituals so give yourself little rituals for your day or for your weekend or for your month that you will personally look forward to that is not dependent on anything else because the worst thing now because of the pandemic is in coordinating and with all the limitations you actually it's also a chance to really get to know yourself what you need and give that time because sometimes the person you can depend on is yourself i mean not all the time but <laughs> most of the time that should be the case number six celebrate imperfection if not even nature in all its complexity with all its births and deaths is perfect then why should you be each failure is a sign that you should take a different path each flaw is an invitation to polish a diamond. If you have the will to improve, then it's perfect to be imperfect. I completely agree with this. One of our values in 128 is that we all should have a Kaizen mentality. What does that mean? There is always something to commend uh, that is good, but there's also always something to improve. It doesn't mean that we are you know critical for like no reason or we're always like looking for something to like point out as a fault because a lot of people initially if they don't understand the concept of being imperfect and not like neglectfully being imperfect but if they don't understand the concept they just find it as like grabe naman wala naman nakitang maganda to like puro na lang uh, puro na lang may kailangan to improve but the reality is especially in any business or in any restaurant to stay competitive and to stay relevant and to survive and to continually, I guess, succeed, you have to keep improving. Even if you think everything is perfect, one book, I'm, uh, one other book I'm reading, which is technically an audiobook, part of his success story is that he always leaves a 5% worry. Now, there, there's something like there are details that you need to pay attention to that other people might not notice, but you need to point out on point out or improve why for example energy lang ng restaurant may isang pundi lang na ilaw parang you don't really see it you don't really know it parang could be an okay thing but like let's say driving down BGC biglang yung yung C walang parang walang light yung B tsaka G lang di ba parang pangit like um, there are little details that you need to focus on that actually should be improved but anyway that's a whole other book but when i say celebrate imperfection it is an opportunity to be better it's not um you know 
stabbing you in the back. Na parang, oh my gosh, like what's wrong with you? Like, um, parang may mali na naman or may mali na, may, may kailangan na namang ayusin. Which is again, different for our repetitive mistake. But sometimes it's okay that things are also imperfect. Because no one is perfect. Whatever you try to do, nothing and no one is perfect. And I personally welcome failure and flaws. It's it's for me. It's a chance to, let me parang let's say like I wake up with your boyfriend or a best friend or whoever. Like you may have some initial conflict, but when you actually get through it, don't you become stronger? Don't you actually get a better bond out of it because you found a way to understand each other on a deeper level? Doesn't the friendship or the relationship strengthen? And that's how I see conflict. I don't shy away from conflict. I welcome it. I confront it. Um, what's just sad is if the other person doesn't want to encounter conflict or tries to avoid it at any means possible. But I completely accept that people are imperfect and that situations are imperfect. But there is something to be celebrated and noticed in things that aren't perfect. And I think I've made my point. But anyway, moving on to the next thing. Number seven, practice compassion. From a Buddhist perspective, feeling sorry for someone doesn't mean feeling pity. But ra- sorry, okay. I, I, to just wrap up six pala. For me, failure is an opportunity. That's that's how I'll, I'm, gonna, I'm going to sum it up. Every flaw is an opportunity to get insight as to what can be improved or what could be done better so i think that wraps it up okay seven again practice compassion from a buddhist perspective feeling sorry for someone doesn't mean feeling pity but rather a profound empathy that allows us to travel toward the situation of the other to understand their motivations and if necessary their mistakes each person acts according to the moment of personal growth in which they find themselves even when they behave in hateful ways, it's the best they can do with what they have. Practicing compassion. How do you practically apply this? It's really, really easy to judge another person because of where they're not. And because of where they're not and because of where you are. I personally have a problem with this. I actually can't say that I have as much compassion because I try to make everything efficient. I try to, I guess, just deal with what I can and what I know. and sometimes reflecting on what i used to do or parang having empathy for someone who had a similar problem that i already overcame is difficult for me because i feel like it's bringing me back to where i was which is not really the right mindset so it's something i'm still fixing but i think definitely what i have empathy for is i guess other entrepreneurs who are struggling I immediately have an empathy for that and I always that's why I always love to talk about like business and like details and how people can improve and like maybe like something I learned that could help other people or even like this podcast. I try to I notice a lot of things but I just I guess I don't engage in reaching out so much. I'm not so good at that. Um so I could definitely work on this. Practicing compassion is something is honestly a lack on my end with and something my boyfriend's super good at and so i try to learn from him but i don't i don't have anything to say about this because it's something that i'm trying to figure out myself number eight the last one let go of your expectations 
Making predictions, waiting for certain things to happen is a guaranteed way to kill the moment. Ichigo Ichi is experienced with the uncluttered mind taught by Zen. Regarding this last point, expectations are like the wrapping are like the wrapping that prevents us from seeing the gift. Once we have freed ourselves from them, the present offers itself to us in all its splendor. Let go of your expectations. Hmm. Wow, okay, the last two are actually pretty hard for me. I have a tendency to have a, to see a pattern in everything, and so I have this really irritating way of, I guess, interrupting Gab, my boyfriend, who he sometimes says something, and because I'm so excited that I know what he's going to say, I'm going to say it also. So it's like I interrupt him while he's saying something and just throws him off track, and sometimes I'm wrong. Like... Most of the time I'm right, but there are times when I'm wrong. And he brought it up to me recently how annoying it is because uh, why can't I let him finish speaking? And that definitely um, caught my attention. Nabanguaba is so freaking annoying because I hate it when people do it to me. And so I have to stop anticipating. I think it's just something I need to turn off or at least... Um, you know, I can't help it because I guess the nature of my business and my career. But I need to be able to categorize that and segment that for business, not like for personal relationships or relationships in general. And yeah, that's something I need to work on. Um, but in a bigger scale, I actually am an ambitious person. I have so many things I want to accomplish, but I'm not so keen on when it's supposed to happen, like if it doesn't happen at the, at the time that it's supposed to, I'm pretty, I'm chill. Of course, I'm disappointed, but it doesn't ruin my path. Let's put it that way. Like, I also know how to be flexible and adjust. So I think I'm, you know, erring in one side and okay with another. But definitely all eight things are some, are things that I can still improve on. Um, yeah, to close this off, I just hope that that what I said helped somehow. That because I think the difficulty of again living in the present or enjoying or savoring the moment in the middle of a pandemic or in the middle of a crisis is where to put your attention, where to put your focus, and how to also not let where your focus is be a waste of time or be that it doesn't make things worse and so i would just urge you to take some time to think of things that you can incorporate into your daily life that are short-term things that you can look forward to and long-term things that you can look forward to and things that you are in control of i think one thing that will help our mood and or that will help your overall well-being is so I guess in where, where everything is uncontrollable or where a lot of things are uncontrollable, what can you control? What can you manage? And building that slowly, maybe like a minute of your day, 15 minutes of your day, eventually I think it can snowball into something bigger. But focusing on what you can control, which is your mind, your heart, your body, um, your time, your energy, that is something to reflect on. And so I hope you learned from this episode 
and that it was helpful to you and let me know i again i'd love to hear comments i am so killing that there are more listeners now um it's really cute to see the progress from episode to episode so far it's been looking like it's happening like every month in episode but for this month we have like two episodes this is coming out um maybe like right away so end of august and i hope to do more of this maybe at least two or three every month or maybe like four um but thank you thank you for listening if you've been listening from episode one to episode four i applaud you i would love to hear that um, if you have listened to all four so far and i would love to hear if you enjoyed the last episode because that was pretty long and i didn't hear that much feedback from that compared to the first two so i'm gonna try to keep it short and i will catch you guys next time i hope you find something in your everyday that will that it can be something to look forward to so good night bye